today I'm here with Georgina, um, which I'm really, really excited about because we have, how long have we been following each other for? I'm not sure, but I know that we've had conversations on and off. We've had calls before. You've been in my offers. Um, so it's always really nice to kind of get people on the podcast that have seen what I'm actually like working with me, if that makes sense. Um, but do you want to just give yourself a little, a short introduction of what you do, and then we'll dive more into your story as we go. Yeah, so um, thank you. My name's Regina Merkel. I'm an, I don't even know what I am, but okay. <laughs> I call myself like a business consultant or business services provider because I do both. Um, I work with businesses to make their businesses better. That's usually in the operation side of things. Um, and I run a couple of businesses from an ops point of view. So take direction from their CEO. Um, but I'm a freelancer and work for myself. Um, yeah, and I've got like a small team. And we just do things for businesses where the business owner doesn't want to do them anymore or can't do them effectively. Um, and that's sort of where I sit in like no man's land. Really. <laughs> I mean, I love the honesty. Um, so can you, I don't know, like talk us through a, a normal sort of day in the life for you. What does it look like? What tasks are you doing? Because I totally get that sort of no man's land, can't easily explain what I do, do a million different things. But can you give us like a behind the scenes insight? Yeah, so behind the scenes, it just looks really strange. Most of the time I get up and log on and I have some clients I work with a lot of the time. So um, a lot of hours over the week or a lot of time slots over the week. So with those, I usually check in with them first. And I usually do urgent work then. So that might be like replying to emails, uh, responding to like urgent, we need to change this, we need to change this strategy, let's do this. Um, a lot of my work looks like running courses for people. So they have a course, course content, and I can I do like the whole lot of stuff. So whether that's just like supporting the delivery of it um, or building it, and everything so a lot of my clients who've got courses ongoing all year round at some point of different courses I usually check in with those um and then usually the afternoons are like my project to do time so things that we're working on over a period of time chasing things um I have a client abroad so I usually speak to him in the afternoon uh, but it's very little meetings actually I don't do many of those I basically just do a lot of my time on stuff um, and it's so hard to sum it up. Do you know, this is why I have a problem with social media, because if I was like a specific VA or OBM working on an area, it'd be so easy to talk about that stuff. But it's so varied and like weird work that it's hard to me to even put it into words. Yeah. And I think there's quite a lot of pressure to to do that because, you know, like Instagram, for example, you've got a handful of words to put in your little bio and People talk a lot about niching down and having clear messaging. And I think on one hand, I totally get that. But on the other hand, I work with a lot of people, but I also am like this myself, who um, are very multi-passionate and have lots of things going on at the same time. And that's how they love it. And it works for them, but they're just not very good at explaining it to other people. So I guess my question to you is like, do you love that about your life and your business? Yeah, I, I really love that I do loads of different stuff. So it could be like from social media content, planning, creation, scheduling, to like video editing, to building an online course, to running a membership. It could be 
Um, what other wacky stuff have I done? I like community hosts on Facebook or like other platforms. Um, research. Sometimes I do uh, transcripts of podcasts. Like it's so varied the stuff. Like it could be chasing invoices one morning for a client who's their invoices are overdue. And then the next day I could be like at a project in Manchester and making sure it all goes ahead or like preparing paperwork or inductions or like running a webinar. So there's like, it's so varied and I really, I really love it. It means I get to do loads of different stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my clients runs a course and we do certificates and they're all manually like hand packed at the end, the certificates and posted to people. So like there'll be a Saturday morning where me and my husband will just be packing certificates for like three hours and like take them to the post box. But then other days I might be just like literally sat on my a laptop all day video editing content because it'll be like course content or social media content. And yeah, so it is really varied. And I really like that because I guess I do have my own niches and I vibe with the right clients. I know we've talked about this before that like, you find the right, the clients, right clients find you. And when you're doing something passionate about that, you find the right clients and that's all a full circle. So I think, yeah, I just, I, I love it. I work a lot of hours at the moment. So like one of the reasons why I've always followed you really, I guess, was, and like engaged in some of the offers you've done is that working on ways of streamlining that. And I'm, you'll identify with this because I'm at the process now where I'm trying to stand like SOP everything. <laughs> so like everything I do, I'm trying to like turn it into like some sort of standard so that I can just not have to be involved in everything as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard because like how are you supposed to do your job all of the time and like record everything and then edit that to make sure that the words make sense because it's just what's in my brain and then yeah then teach someone else to like pick up on little tasks or stuff like that so I might like like really weird stage of my business where I'm trying to at some point and I won't want to do 60 70 hours a week anymore I can't want to do less than that so I have to like start laying the foundations now to adapt my business at some point. Yeah, I I mean, like you said, I get this because I'm very, very similar. And um, I saw this quote the other day that I cannot remember. And I was like, I know I'm going to need to remember this quote, but it basically said something like, I know exactly what it is that I do until you ask me. And then I don't know. And I feel like that's how I feel with my business in that I know exactly what it is in my head that I'm doing and who I work with and what my offers are and how it all makes sense with all the crazy multi-passionateness that's in there. But as soon as you ask me, hey, what do you do? I'm like, blank slate, can't remember, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> nothing useful to say. That's so true. You know, like on my Instagram, like I have a like a personal brand Instagram where I just post around about my work. And like most of the time now, I just post about how I feel about work rather than what I do. So there's yeah. people coming through now that like haven't seen the stuff I do and they're really confused because I'll just post on stories like I'm doing project delivery today or I'm like organizing an event or whatever. And then I'm posting about anxiety in business or how I feel about business or overwhelm or anything like that. And they just think I'm just like a big emotional. I think the impression could be that I'm quite just like an emotional person that doesn't really know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um but behind like the screen, obviously, like I have a successful business. I'm working a lot. I have clients. It's just that when you're self-employed, there's not a lot of outlets. And lots of people, I get, I, I talk um, a lot in like DMs with people about who experience the same thing as me, or I'll write something and they identify. 
So I use that as Instagram as like a place to put that. But I realize that that it probably from the outside looks a bit scary because I don't really tell you what I do. I just tell you how I feel about it. And that looks a bit weird, I think. Do you know what, though? I think there's this sort of belief that you cannot be a successful business owner and also have tons of emotions and feelings and and talk about that kind of stuff. And I feel like we maybe think that if you are a really great business owner, you should be online. Like, here's all the successful things I'm doing and here's how great I am and here's how good I am at making decisions and how decisive I am and to the point and like authoritative. And, and actually, if we see people who are a bit more emotional, it's like, oh, this hard thing is happening at the moment or I'm really struggling with this. We assume that that person doesn't have their shit together in business when actually I would say you can have both, right? And we're all human. So we all have both at the same time. I think it's just not, shown as much yes I think that's right like in the corporate world we see these CEOs that like run businesses from a very strong position that's what it looks like on the outside you know you don't see any weakness and I think particularly for women we've had to like do that to be able to compete and I think and to get to where they they there's amazing women working in the corporate world but I think when you're running a business on your own like you don't have people always to bounce off that stuff and to be like, oh, this is really hard or to find yourself in a week of procrastination or to struggle to take holidays. Like they're all real things that we all experience and like even more intensely and in, like in when you just work for yourself because you make all the decisions all of the time. So I think you're right that there's a gap in um, knowing that you can do both things. Like I wouldn't... I, you know, you only see a, a tiny snippet, don't you, on Instagram or social media? Like it's the smallest thing. And the reality, obviously, behind the screen is I'm doing a great job of doing, running my business and serving my clients. But also, confidentiality comes into play because I can't always disclose what my clients are working on. So when people want to know like what I'm doing, for many of my clients, I'm actually a member of the team running things as a group. So it's not like I can say, well, I built this course because we did that together and it's part of a team effort and it's my skills that are involved in some way, but there's other people feeding into it. So I can't post on Instagram and claim credit for a whole course. So I think I have to be elusive in like how I explain things. So yeah, I think it's a really like difficult one. And, and touching on that point of like emotions, there's like a whole, and maybe not a generation, but a whole mindset of people that think like, if you post about your emotions on social media or like the difficulties or challenges you face, that people will be put off when they come to find you as a client. And that might be true for some people, but I've actually found that works the other way as well. Yeah, I I really believe that. I really believe that when I go online and I say, I don't know, something like had a really bad day today, like everyone rescheduled and my plan was all over the place. My internet wasn't working. And then I got rained off. I don't know, whatever. I feel like people can see that and still choose to work with me. And I don't think it's because like, I obviously don't want to be the negative person online. I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, it's moaning again. Like there is a line. Um, but also I think it's something about people seeing the truth and 
someone being very authentic and real that helps them connect with you. Because if I only ever went online and said, hey guys, great day today, bye. Like no one's gonna connect with anything about that. And it just shows that I'm not very real. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's just figuring out what works for you, isn't it? And I saw this, um, oh, I don't know if you follow Chelsea, the sabotage queen, but she was talking about the fact that we praise artists who paint or draw or sing or play the piano from a place of pain because when we're going through struggles and stuff we come up with incredible art right a lot of paintings a lot of songs are about heartbreak and death and things like that but as business owners it's like no you're not allowed to struggle you have to be happy all the time but actually what if we had that same belief that a lot of business success comes from heartbreak and pain and those horrible moments what if we praised that too and that's something I've been thinking about a lot yeah I think that's true isn't it like I, yeah, I think you're completely right because every, every up and down in, in life feeds you in some way. Like at some point I ended up as self-employed, like there were loads of things that ended up like that. It's the same for you. You know, you, there are situations that happened or you did jobs you didn't like, and it all fed into like where you are. And then your business keeps evolving. And like, I've, I've seen that over a long period of time. Cause when I followed you, you had an agency. So like, that's kind of like changed a lot. And even now, like in your business, you're changing or pivoting or moving things. And I think all of our stuff is led by experience, isn't it? You have a bad job, you decide not to do that again. You have a bad client, you decide, or you start laying the boundaries to not have those situations happen again. And how we respond to how we respond to those is what leads us through our business. And the same, it's the same, like you said, for artists and singers and um, anyone that's creative in some way. And we're all led by experiences, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should be more lenient with business owners and be like, Do you know what, you can have a bad day or you can go through a crap thing. And also you can still be successful at the same time. Like in the same day, you could... I don't know, get some really awful news. And you could also sign your biggest client ever. And you could have both of those things happen in one day. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And it's just, I think part of being a business owner is learning how to balance the really Mm -hmm. good things and the really bad things happening at the same time so that you're not just on this constant up and down roller coaster. You sit somewhere calmly in an ideal world in the middle and you kind of observe those things happening, but you don't get caught up in like feeling like you're on the roller coaster itself. Yeah, I think I think that's really true. And, you know, everything is so complex. Like the older I get, the more I realize that like we're complex humans, our decisions are complex, the people around us, everything's multi-layered. It's not just like a decision to do one thing or another. It's not like a decision, you know, everything is led by like different motivations. So I, I, you know, I've experienced bad clients in the past and I wouldn't work with that type of client again or the red flags, but I have learned over time that there's like lots of more things at play and it's okay for me to like step away from a client. Like it's not going to ruin their life. Cause I used to feel like that. Like I often did like loads of um, PA work, VA work when at the beginning and I'd work with clients who relied heavily on me and then something wouldn't go right and I would want to move away and then I would feel bad because I would like be devastating if I left them. And like for some people that really, like they were really upset or they found it really difficult. But I'm a complex person and I have to give myself credit for like 
making my own decisions based on my own feelings and them as well for the way you know the way they acted maybe wasn't the best towards me but they had their own stuff dealing with and so I'm entitled to move away from that and do other things like I just realized now that things are so much more complex than I ever have thought they were like and I think that does me well in business because when I'm serving my clients, like it's okay to be in their team and supporting their end goal and run my business at the same time. And mm-hmm. I think for some people who are like employed and who I talk to about this, they find it difficult to understand that because, well, if I'm in that team and I'm working on that goal, I'm not really serving my business or I'm contributing to their end goal. Like obviously I get paid for it, but you know, my, my whole focus should be running my business, but the projects I work on, a lot of them are social enterprises. So they're, they're, they're not for profit and they're reinvesting income in, in, in more projects that benefit people. So I feel purpose in contributing to those. And I feel a nice team and it's like a small team, three people or whatever, um, team, like a team effort with those people, but I can also focus on my business at the same time and have those things run at the same time. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. I love that you said that. Cause I do think a lot of people think it's one or the other, right? Like maybe you're a virtual assistant and you're helping other clients achieve great success and earn lots of money and you know do all these things that they want to do and you feel like you're stuck like you're not doing the same for yourself and actually what you've said there is really important because you've said that they can exist at the same time it doesn't have to be an or it can be this and this and I think that's really important and I love this because I think it's just such a good example of like everyone runs their business so differently and everyone I speak to everyone I've had on the podcast has said something so different to everybody else and I think that's really important to highlight that like there is no blueprint that we can all copy and do the same thing because it's just going to look different and I'm sure some people could have a day in your business and they would be like I hate this like this is my worst nightmare um but the fact that it works for you is really really powerful and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else um and I think that's a really important thing to highlight and to to just show that there are just so many ways of doing things right there's no one way yeah and like I used to get back in like years ago I would see a quote like for example I saw one this week and it said basically you can't coach someone on something unless you've overcome that problem because what right have you got to talk to people about procrastination if you're procrastinating and like I didn't agree with that. I think you can guide other people and support other people through things you're going through. You know, like nobody's perfect. We all have things. I struggle with procrastination sometimes or motivation or anxiety. And like, it doesn't mean that I can't talk to other people about those things. So, but often now I've begun to understand that like, one of those things aren't aimed at me. That's an anxiety thing. I think not then, then this person doesn't even know I exist. So um, like I can feel something and consider my feelings about it. And like, why does that make me feel uncomfortable? And I think it's because sometimes I do think I'm like talking to other people about procrastination in their business. And I'm experiencing that too. And I feel like a hypocrite, but I think it makes me a better business owner and better person. I don't um, necessarily coach people but um talk about their business and and uh, strategize and so like it's okay that I experience both but I would see that content before a few years ago and I would be like right I'm doing the wrong thing in my business I am I need to stop talking about x y and z and yeah I'll just focus on my lane but 
things are more complex than like overcoming procrastination because I think I'll always experience that at some point in my business or in my life I'm always not going to want to do washing up sometimes but um everything's just much more complex than I that I think I've thought it could be yeah no I agree with you and I always use this example but I once was uh I was kind of like on the verge of investing in this coach and I went to one of her like free trainings that she did as a promotion. And one of the questions that I asked her was around how she dealt with like failed launches or not reaching the goals that she wanted to reach and things like that, because it was really important to me at the time that I worked with somebody who could deal with like, you know, celebrating the successes I had, but also being there and understanding the down moments and when things don't go to plan. And her Mm -hmm. response was, I've never had a failed launch. I've never had a goal that I didn't meet. And I chose not to work with that person because for me, it it made more sense to work with someone who had experienced that, even though I suppose you could look at that logically and be like, oh, that must mean she's successful. And this other person who has had failure is like a failure. So why would you work with them? But for me, I wanted to work with someone who had been through things that I'm potentially going to go through because then they're going to better get it. Right. Yeah. And I think I think in that like vein, there's of course there's going to be things that don't go well. Like, of course we're going to make decisions that don't serve us well in business or like we don't do things in the best way. And like those things teach us. And even if that's just something about yourself in that sometimes like I've tried to launch things in the past and I've realized my heart's not in it. And that's probably why they haven't sold. And so I've like focused on things that my heart is in instead. And that's, worked so I know that when I do launch things I know I need to be really invested in them and I think I think that's a really interesting thing because you you chose somebody who yeah had experienced that had experienced that and things not going right because then you can work out what happens next mm-hmm. and I feel like a good example of this is is the hub right because I, um, for those that like don't know, I ran the hub for a year in 2022. Yeah. Um, And then I launched it again for this year. And a couple of months in, I realized this is not the right thing for me anymore. And that was like a, there was a million reasons for that. But I realized like, this is not where I want to be putting my time and energy. This is not right. And you were one of the people who I had to email and say, I know you've signed up for 12 months, but like, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to do this anymore. And here's a refund. And, um, And I think a lot of people would have fear around that decision of like, are people going to think X, Y, Z about me? Are people going to not like me anymore? And actually, this is a really good example of, well, I did that to you and you're still here, right? So this is an example of people do stick around even when things don't go to plan or you publicly say like, I did this thing and actually I changed my mind. Yeah. And like, that's a fully authentic thing. Like how many things do we do do and then like regret? And 12 months is a long time. So you could be three months into something and be like, actually, I don't want to do nine more months of this. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. And like all the reasons behind that. And I think, I think with certain people that all that sticks as like, as an authentic and the fact that you said that this isn't working here's you know, here's your refund, here's your access to last year's. Like, I thought that was really interesting. And I think there's no, there's no shame in saying something doesn't work and and you can be honest about that um and yeah and you've made you made different decisions and I'm I'm still here because I'm still interested in the way you work your story 
and how like I love behind the scenes and so you do that really well with like dear diary and stuff like that and the the newsletter so I love that because I there's something about reading other someone someone else's things that are going on there's this one newsletter you wrote that like really stuck in my head and it was like I'd had an like an argument with your boyfriend or something and it was like in the pizza hut or something like that I might be like it might be something different but um <laughs> and it like really stuck with me in that, that how open you were about that because I feel like I'm quite open about things most of the time but then there's like still things I don't talk about you know me and Aaron my husband we argue and I don't mention that in anything to do my business but you were so open about like that experience and it led on to something else like in the newsletter um about business so it was like related it wasn't just you telling us you'd had a fight but um that really stuck with me in like a really relatable way because we all experience those things how many of us fall out with our partners while we're trying to work and or get distracted from something because we can't we can't uh, focus on like a family problem and stuff like that and like all of those things are happening to us while we're running our businesses too so I felt like that, that was super relatable and like yeah that's why you know one of the reasons why I still follow you I'm still like intently every post you do I'm like read them <laughs> absorb the info and like you know I yeah so you you just get attracted to people's stories or vibes and stuff like that and I think they're the people I continue to like follow and engage in and be interested in because I like the story as well yeah and I know the day that you're talking about because I had gone to the hairdressers and I put that on my stories like oh look at me at the hairdressers on Monday being my business owner is great and then I when my boyfriend came to me up I had a panic attack and I mean there was a whole thing that led up to this but it was my first panic attack in years and I just remember thinking this is a really important moment to share because if I don't talk about this, and obviously this is personal preference, this is something that I'm personally comfortable sharing, but I was like, if I don't talk about this, all people are going to see is the shiny trip to the hairdressers. And I really felt like I needed to even that out and be like, yes, I got to go to the hairdressers because I run a business and I have this freedom and whatever. But also I then had a panic attack on the way home and it really knocked me because it's my first one in a long time. And I just felt like it was really important to share that it's not all perfect. Um, and actually yeah. I want to talk to you about this because you have anxiety or anxious, I can't remember what it says, anxious business owner or something in your yeah. Instagram bio. Yeah, I call myself the anxious business owner, um, but I've got generalized anxiety disorder. So I'm anxious about everything. <laughs> same, same. Um, what made you put that in your bio? Do you know what? It's funny, like since I set up the work with Georgina Instagram account, like last November, I've always had the word anxious in there because I think like that's a really key thing. I don't know. I think not that it defines my personality or anything like that or who I am as a person, but it's a massive part of me. Like, so every decision I make and everything I post and how I run my business is kind of focused around my anxiety in that either I chose freelancing in the end uh, by a roundabout way, it became, it suited my anxiety because I can not work with the same people I can work with the same people if they you know make me feel good um I can take afternoons off like I had a nap yesterday at lunchtime like you have freedom you don't have when you work for someone else and I think I work better making my own decisions so um so I like I ended up coming to this path partly because of anxiety so I just feel like it's a really important thing for me to acknowledge and 
including my business. So I, and I used to post about it a lot on my personal Instagram or on my main like topper Instagram. And then I got suddenly self-conscious that like maybe clients would find me and then that would put them off because who wants to work with someone who's anxious? I know my dad wouldn't want to work with someone who's anxious because he's like in a corporate life and it's very sales focused and um, in an industry where like people don't talk about mental health as much. And yeah, like that would really put him off. So then I like went shy again and I wouldn't post it. And then last year I was like, why not? Because I have loads to say. And actually I had a call with you probably before that, maybe in September where we talked about stuff like this, about sharing my stories and stuff like that. And then I just decided to, to just get on with it. And it, you say business and uh, business and anxiety, but now I've put anxious business owner. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a therapist or a coach or a, uh yeah like a counselor or anything like that so I can't counsel people's anxiety but I can tell you how I feel in anxiety so I think it was really important that I just share that and I, some of my content focuses around that like anxiety about taking holidays or irrational anxiety about what I call it irrational anxiety it's not to some people but about making sure I've always got water with me and stuff like that so um yeah, acknowledging that was super important and recognizing as well that just because I'm a freelancer and I've chosen this path to reduce anxiety that I'm ne- I'm not never going to have anxiety again. Like I still have anxiety about my business or my clients or tasks we do and that that's still going to be a feature. It's just about managing it differently. Now I've got more freedom. And so in fact, like I had an anxious period before Easter and I... I like voice about some client work. I voiced it in my client and said, like, I'm feeling really anxious about this. Um, and I'm starting to doubt, like, whether I'm doing a good job at this or anything. And then she responded saying she had the exact same feeling. We're working on a big project, time sensitive. And that made me suddenly feel so much better. But if I hadn't voice noted her in the first place, she probably wouldn't. I probably would have just still felt anxious for like five days. And instead I felt relieved that, you know, I'm not the only one experiencing this. We're both working on this time sensitive project and it'll be over. And then it was, and that was kind of it. I can't tell you how happy it makes me that we can even have this conversation (laughs) because I like, I don't know when you were diagnosed, but I was diagnosed when I was 18, but in hindsight, it was very clear. I had anxiety from like a very, very young age, like primary school and Mm -hmm the reason it took so long to get a diagnosis was because it wasn't as understood and it was like oh she's just like emotional or she's just upset about something or she's been I used to get and this still affects me now I used to get she's making it up um and to go from that which isn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things to be able to have this conversation with you and know that like you can openly talk about this to your clients and you have it on your Instagram bio and both of us talk about it on social media like how great is that I know there's still a long way to go but isn't yeah. that great no it's it's amazing like I didn't when I didn't even know what anxiety was and I remember like about about being about 15 or 16 and the doctor saying that this is what they probably were going to diagnose me with and I still didn't really understand what that meant like if you google anxiety it's like feelings of unease and I didn't know I was feeling unease because I've always felt unease <laughs> So it was just a normal feeling for me. And so I didn't really recognize that that was like anything unusual because I didn't think, I didn't know that anyone else felt any different. I didn't think that like when people went out the house, they like 
worried about what things they need to take with them or what was going to happen when they got there or they made like 25 plans and now obviously through like my own like therapy and counseling and like life in general and being around people that make me feel supported and like can talk about it like I've even recently started saying much more about that so just to give an example like my husband made a joke my brother was staying with us and he slept in late and my husband made this joke like do you think your brother's dead because he'd like slept in and I was like no he'll be up and if he's not up in an hour I'll go and check on him but then literally it was like a switch in my brain went down this whole rabbit hole of like the planning of what would happen if that situation was true and like who the people I would have to call were and like what I would say and like 15 minutes I went down this hole of like just thinking these things and I was like stop and like pull myself out of the the thought process and like brought myself back to normal but even like six months ago I wouldn't tell people that because I think they I would think they thought I was weird Hmm. but I think other people who've got experienced anxiety might have that thought and not feel able to say anything about that because to think about your plans if someone had died that's quite a like for someone who's never experienced anxiety that's quite scary that you would even go down that route of thinking but as an anxious person I can't often help it so me saying that out loud to people like it is still a bit daunting and I still like regret saying things sometimes or oversharing I really worry about oversharing but um maybe like one person will be like oh my god I felt I've thought those things or thought something similar no one's ever said that and I thought those things my whole life and no one said that that was normal and Luckily, I've built millions of coping skills and like live a life where the 90% of my time is as anxious free as possible. So like I could pull myself out of that very easily. But like that in the past would have sent me on like a full spiral and I would have been like, like you said, panic attacks or like really anxious about that. And then he comes down the stairs like 20 minutes later and he's like morning. And then like you just forget that that had happened. And like, but that's exhausting for your brain. Yeah. And so, yeah, if those things are happening over everything, like that's that's why anxiety takes over people's lives, because if you you can't get through a single thought without thinking of like other things around that. I think it's amazing now that we're able to talk about it, that there is like obviously said so much, so much more space to go in talking about that and it becoming like a regular thing. I heard someone complain the other day, actually, that like LinkedIn's just become a place where people talk about mental health. and. That was interesting, but I think that, and, and like everyone's got their own opinions, but I I thought it was nice. It's like, I think it's nice that people feel able to talk about things like that in like a business setting where we would never have been able to say those things before. Yeah. And I think it's even that statement of people talking about their mental health. It's like, well, people talk about their physical health. People would openly say, oh, I broke my leg or like I've got concussion from that car accident or whatever. And we don't necessarily see that as, oh, someone's talking about their physical health. We just see that as somebody talking about their human experience. Whereas when it's mental health, it's like, oh, mental health. But is that not just, again, part of the human experience? So yeah, I think it's it's really refreshing to have conversations like this, but I definitely have to put the blinders on with certain, I don't know, like comments on Facebook articles and things like that, because I don't think, unless you've, been in the situation it's really hard to to get it and I I know this because my boyfriend doesn't have anxiety so sometimes 
he'll be like oh what are you thinking about and I'm like well I'm just planning like if somebody broke into the house like how would we get out and who would we call and what would we do and he's like why and I'm like I don't know I don't know why but I am and for him it's like his brain is just switched off um and so sometimes even just seeing the difference between me and him I'm like oh not everybody gets this because you're not feeling it um so I think it's easy to make comments like oh you know it's just mental health but when you're in it it's like well this is just how we live this is just my experience of the world all of the time like there's permanently thoughts in my brain like I have a continuous train of thought all of the time and I can like go to sleep and it'll obviously go quiet and then I wake up and it starts immediately again and like that's just generally how things are and like you said I used to say this to people like what are you thinking about they're like nothing I'm like that's not possible (laughs) and I think I was like I'd lost it but I I think yeah, I think it's 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 just an experience that you have if you've ex- you've got it if you've experienced it, and yeah. I think all I can think all I think is that a more open world where people talk about things more is a better place because you know we learn to empathize and there's always going to be people they could be close to you they could be people you don't know in like anonymous comments, um, but th- if they haven't experienced something then that's that's their own problem that they are projecting onto you and your experience like I can only focus on what I know I experience and I always think and I try and remember this like when someone does something that upsets me or um I see like comments on social media I'm a massive empath so if I like follow a celebrity and then they start getting hate in the comments I start feeling that for them and yeah. I I I try and remind myself now that it's like, it's a pretty sad place to be to want to make others feel bad, to make yourself feel better. And so I try and remember that, like if there's people doing that, that's like a really sad place for them to be in. And it's a sad place that, you know, people can make comments or talk down to you because you've, you experienced a mental health um, problem or anxiety or anything like that, because they haven't experienced it. They just don't have the empathy towards you. That's like sad for them. And I think it makes me a better person being anxious. I'm much more in tune with people. I feel things more. I care about my clients and my projects. And like, sometimes that backfires. You know, you get invested in a client and then they don't turn out to be the right one. Um, But it's taught me about what clients I do want to work with. And it's, yeah, I think it makes me a better friend, a better wife, makes me better at everything. So I can empathize, I feel things. And I'm great in a crisis. Like anything goes wrong, I am the person you want there. I'm so I am so able to deal with this. And I always joke my my therapist. She says, you know, like you're great in a crisis because you've already planned the disasters. Yeah. Like there's a hurricane. We know what we're doing. You know, like yeah. this is great. I can cope. And it's like the normal life things I find hard. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny that like I totally agree with what you said there? If there was a some sort of big disaster. I would be the first one to be like, I've already got a 20 step plan for this. Like just follow my lead. But if I have to go and like meet somebody new or like <laughs> walk into a restaurant I've not been in before, can't handle it. I'm not your girl. Yeah, I, that is so true. And like even things I know well, people I know well, I'll still be anxious about seeing them again for a while or asking them a question about normal life. But like, yeah, give me a, yeah, give me an emergency alert and a, a disaster, I'm fine. Like it's so it's so strange how our brains work and anxiety and where it comes from it always fascinates me like I've done tons of reading on it and like how we and how 
mental health professionals think it obviously comes from being cavemen and fight or flight and fawn and I think that's so interesting that like I live in caveman times and then I'll go down a train of thought about like cavemen and like what they were experiencing at the time like what well how are they feeling and like what disasters did they face and I just end up like three hours later still thinking about that so I have to rein it in (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh yeah no I I just I love this conversation so much because even just obviously I live with anxiety every day but I don't necessarily talk about it every day so yeah. even earlier you said you take water everywhere with you and I was like oh my god I do that yes Actually, I didn't know that was an anxious thing until someone pointed it out to me and it's only through conversations with anxious people who experience things do I know more now because like I said in the very beginning I just saw this feeling of unease or worry well that was me all that's me all of the time I worry about everything so like that doesn't seem abnormal, but then like when you see that carry out into behaviors or thoughts, you see you see it a bit more clearly, but when you're in it, you don't. So it's nice when people make, like, make statements about things they've experienced or the thoughts they've had or behaviors they've got. And you're like, oh yeah, I do that. And then you just feel more connection with people, which is why I say things like the, the thoughts about people dying or... Um, I like crime documentaries and stuff, but then I start imagining like what happens if I find like a body or like what happens if someone goes missing? Like, what will I do in that? Even, obviously, my part is zero to play because I'm not a police officer or anything, but I do I do think those things. So it's nice when people, other people say them because then you're like, thank you. I'm not alone. <laughs> yes, 100%. Is there anything that you've done in your business like anything you've implemented that has made it work really well with your anxiety or on the flip side anything that you've done maybe like a strategy you used and you were like oh this really doesn't work with my anxiety yeah so I like Trello and I always use Trello because I like I use the cards to plan out my day and that helps me because I can see things sequentially and then I can plan ahead um but I think because I've been happier because I run my own business now, I actually need to do less things to manage my anxiety. So um, before I would like have a diary and I would write everything down and I would like plan ahead. And I don't need to do that as much because I think I feel happy and less anxious. So definitely I use Trello and I really love that because I can see things. And when I drag them into the done section, it like does a little confetti and that makes me feel good. Um, I think working with clients who are really open about mental health has been like a game changer. I have like um, a a client with a few businesses who I've been working with for like three years and they're so open about mental health and like the business is around mental health as well, as well as other things. But I think that helps. And there, I remember the first time she said to me, you know, like if you're struggling, then you just need to say, and we'll reduce your workload. And it's like, no problem. And I think as a freelancer, that's quite scary because if you say to someone, I need a break, they might replace you because you're just you're kind of indispensable. And that yeah. made me feel better. So it makes me, that makes me feel in a place where I can say those things. And that's why, you know, like for example, I sent the voice note about feeling anxious about these, this time sensitive project we were working on. And yeah, I think, I think that helps. And I think it makes me better at business because of that. Um, in terms of things that don't work well, I think learning, I'm very bad at boundaries and I think in the very beginning I set none because I wanted to do my best for everyone and I learned really quickly that like you might not work with the right clients so 
there are some clients it's really strange I feel very strong about my boundaries and I will enforce them and then other clients where I don't do that as well and I think and then I feel really guilty that I don't set boundaries because like I'm just creating my own problems basically but I think I think just balancing what works well and what doesn't is better so for the clients that need boundaries actually the ones that I that I enforce most which is good um I'm trying to think what things haven't gone well I I'm still in that nine to five mindset and I find it really difficult to leave that but what I find is I do like nine till nine so I'm I probably work longer hours than I did before and I feel like I have to start in the morning because that's when we all start work so I'm really really working on reducing that pressure on myself to like do nine to five or nine to nine or whatever I do that like if I start at 11 it's okay like today I didn't start till 10 and like that's a real struggle because my brain wants to wake up get up and start work um so I think I'm like I'm still really working on that and like setting holidays and taking time off and Another challenge I'm finding is like learning to delegate more. Like I've got a nice small team and they're all really great, but I find it hard to let go because I like things are in my brain and I find it hard to write them down in an order that makes sense to anyone. So I just don't do it. Um, So again, I'm like really trying to work on delegating better. And that's why I'm writing these like kind of procedures or plans or how things I want them to be done so that I can go away for a week and not worry about things um, in my clients' businesses that need doing where I've got support to do that. So I think there's quite a few things I don't do well. And I th- I think as well, like I worry, I worry about social media because I'll be like all in posting lows and I drop off, not on stories. I post on stories all the time, but on my grid. And so I don't feel like that's a very good advertisement at the moment because it's just like a big mush of thoughts. Um and like, I haven't needed to advertise my services for a long time because I'm full and I'm lucky to be so. So I think maybe I want to work on, I'm going to work on um, putting some, yeah, some interesting content about that, but related to my field, not just like anxious blurs of stuff that I experience. Um, like value content, I think. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. It's anxiety and like business is just a whole mesh of things together like me and the business are not separate beings we're the same being and so are me and anxiety so it all just comes as a package I think yeah and I think it's um I mean we've kind of come full circle like where we started talking about how things are so much more complicated than like for example if you said to me oh I want to launch a new thing yes we could go straight into like planning the average launch but the human needs to be taken into account right like how do you want to launch you know what is your energy like do you want to be showing up every day do you want to pre-record stuff like what's going to make you feel anxious and what's going to make you feel really good and it's all just like much deeper than the surface level stuff and I I actually think that's why a lot of people are disappointed when they join um I don't know like a workshop or a course and it's like how to launch your first thing because it's so surface level that they've got the the kind of like bricks but they don't know how to build the house because they've not gone that layer deeper. Um, so yeah, I think to summarize the whole podcast, like people are complex, humans are complicated and you need to take that into account when you're running and building a business. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really true. 
Well, thank you so much for coming and talking about all this. I feel like it's a very like honest, vulnerable conversation and I really appreciate you being able to do that here. And it's honestly just been so refreshing for me on a personal level as well, just to hear like, oh, I do that too. I'm not the only one because you definitely forget um, as you go through life day to day. So thank you. Thank you though. Thank you for holding this space and for like making conversations like this accessible to people because I think that's what helps create um really good businesses is that we're knowing we're not and is knowing we're not alone and that there's other people experiencing the same thing as us, whatever challenges they look like. So thank you for holding that space. Thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. I was so excited when you said you would would come on the podcast. So it's been really great to to finally like see it happen um where can yeah. people come and find you like if they want to come and connect with you see this like new content that you're about to put out um where are you hanging out yeah so I'm at work with Georgina on Instagram that's mostly where I put stuff um my business is topper it used to be the organized personal assistant but then like we stopped PAing and I just kept the topper thing so I really liked it so topper is at work with topper and that's mostly where you can find me but I'm also on Twitter and I have a website and various things but my Instagram stories is where I the stuff happens me just writing over and over again I'm on project delivery today and no one knows what that means um but yeah hopefully in the like I'll be posting some nice interesting content um as we go but yeah thank you so much for having me